Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, it's William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Rob Owen from PTO Exchange, and we'll be learning about the business case or the use case for why his customers and prospects pick and choose PTO Exchange. So let's just jump right into it. Rob, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and PTO Exchange? Yeah, thanks, William, for having me. Sure. Uh, Yeah, my name is Rob Whalen. I'm the co-founder and CEO of PTO Exchange. And we actually allow uh, employers to provide a better flexible benefit uh, for their PTO. And uh, this allows employees to self-direct some of the value of their PTO for what we call goods, services, or experiences. And it's really intended to help you uh, build more flexibility in your benefits and meet your employer, employees uh, where they're at in their life cycle. And, uh, and that's what we do. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I think probably if you would have asked me 15 years ago, I was a fan of the unlimited PTO idea. Um, <clears throat> because I thought, you know, this is just a wonderful way to interact with employees. Just, you know, like, let's, let's get out of the habit of asking what they're doing and where they're going and what they're doing. And just like, if they need to take off on a mental health day or they want to go visit a museum, like, you know, it should be our business go. But what I found, and, and I'm, I'm interested to get your take on this is that people wouldn't take it. That, you know, there was almost like a, it was almost like peer pressure, like if they wanted to take a day off, they they couldn't take a day off because they felt like pressured either internally or or maybe they're even self uh, pressured that that they had to. So we actually got rid of unlimited PTO and went to a PTO kind of a, kind of an old fashioned PTO strategy. Um, do you do you see some of the same things? I mean, it's been a while, so there's been modifications since then, but. Yeah, I mean, we 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 see a lot of a lot of uh, the unlimited conversation come up. We've seen uh, customers uh, go back from unlimited to uh, kind of a regular um, accrued PTO. I think some of the things that you're talking about, William, are you know the use cases of uh, unlimited PTO. It's first of all, it's it's kind of a lie. It is a lie. Uh, because there's no such thing as unlimited time in your life. This doesn't exist. Um, but it doesn't set the precedent of how much time an employee should disengage from the organization uh, to, you know, re- re-energize themselves. Um, and as we all know, uh, you know, work continues. I'm, I'm going to leave here tonight, and I'm, I'm going to leave work at my table here. Um, and you, you really need to let your employees know that this is how much time they have. And by doing that, they feel ownership to take it. With an unlimited PTO, they feel like, oh my gosh, if I take it, uh, one, uh, <laughs> how much can I take? How much will mm-hmm. it, it'll look down upon me within my organization because I'm gone for two weeks? Um, 
But studies have shown that, you know, people who have unlimited take less time off. But the real essence of uh, unlimited paid time off, William, it's really the unintended consequences of a law uh, that California put in um, back in, I think it was 76. And, and what that was is that if a company accrues their PTO on their books, uh, it is considered earned wages and needs to be paid out at separation. And the way to get around that is to not accrue it and just ah, say, hey, you have unlimited. I and did so not in, know that. Yes. And in this, so what happens is they don't have to pay it out to you when you leave anymore. They could do a riff and not pay anyone any PTO. Whereas if they do accrue it, then they have to pay that out when uh, right, it becomes a liability. Yeah, it's a liability, but it's also earned wages, William. Yeah, this is, of course. This is something that people don't get, and I'm just going to give you an example. Uh, you go and negotiate a let's just say you're negotiating a hundred thousand dollar salary, and you used to be able to negotiate your paid time off. So you used to be able to go and say, "Hey, I came from you know." Uh, Citrix, and I had five weeks there. I'm going to Cisco. I'd like to. Eat, I don't want to start at three weeks. I want five weeks. Okay. And really, what you're negotiating there, and let's just say it's four weeks for a, an example. Really, what you're negotiating, William, is you're going to pay me a hundred thousand dollars for eleven months worth of productivity, and I'm going to get the eleven month free, the four weeks of time off. And what people don't understand is. We talk about our hourly pay rate, and the hourly pay rate is at $100,000 divided by 2,000 or 2,080 hours, okay? But what you should look at is your productivity pay rate, and we look at this here at PTO Exchange, and the reason why you should look at that is because your productivity pay rate is your real pay rate, meaning that... 11 months of productivity, you know, so it would be 1920, uh, you know, or 100,000 divided by 1920. Okay, that would be your productivity pay rate. If I give you one more week of work, right, if I, if I only get three weeks off and say I work for you instead of taking that fourth week, my productivity pay rate, that hourly productivity pay rate goes down. So my pay rate goes down. Okay, so people don't really realize that they are, if they don't use their PTO, they're actually giving free productivity back to the enterprise, back to the, to the company. And, and they aren't getting anything in return for it. And, and what's crazy about that is not only are they gifting it back to the company, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not taking that time off the, for, for mental health or physical health or to be with their family or hobbies or any of the other stuff they're they're just they're just not using it and uh which i think you know when you first when you first spoke one of the things i I really loved about what you said is like you put a value next to the pto there's a there's a there's a value to that 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 i believe that you said that you can trade for goods services and experiences which again i think is a mindset change for a lot of folks to then think of it like that like there is, there is a value. There's a finite value to this eight hours of PTO and I can use it 
for any of the things that I would like to use it for, uh, or I can trade it. I can use it in a different way that I haven't thought of. Uh, like mm -hmm. I, I just love that idea. Yeah, no, it's it, it's really resonating uh, with employers and employees in today's right. Uh, you know, great great resignation. And I think what employees are starting to find out is that, uh, you know, they, they need to be met where they're at in the life cycle. And PTO exchange allows employers to do that. And I'm going to give you a few examples, William. When you come out of college and you're going to get your first job, what's interesting about that group of workers is a lot of times they have student loan debt. Okay, because they just came out of college. Right. If you look at the the real reason for pay time off, it is to disengage, to leave the company, and to you know re-energize yourself. But if you're if you have this liability, this debt hanging over you, you really feel pressured to pay it off. And if you could take a week of your paid time off, just one week of it and pay that towards your student loan debt. Would that be more energizing to you than taking that week off? You know, helping you pay down your debt, which is another level of stress for you? Right. And the answer is yes. And so that's just the, the person coming out of college into the workforce. Take that same person and move them five to six years downstream and now they're 28 to 32 and they're having a family. And now they're saying, gosh, I can't afford to take my three kids to Disneyland. It's expensive. I have four weeks of paid time off and I'd like to use two weeks of it to go on a two week vacation. So I could actually take my kids and afford it without put, putting it all on the credit card for more debt. And give my kids and myself and my wife an experience that we may not have been able to afford. And that is a great use of, uh, you know, using your paid time off to incentivize people to disengage, but also give them a life experience without feeling burdened about it. Well, okay. one, of, one of the things I love is you've, you've, you've associated value. So it's not nebulous. So we can agree that it's not nebulous. There is a there is a value, and then that value can be used in its uh, in in the form that that it was originally intended. You can take time off, or if you want to go to a museum, great, fantastic. Or yep. now you have the flexibility to use that that uh, that basically that commodity and use it in a different way. And I, I think HR and benefits experts, I think they I think they like this because. It's another way to interact with with their employees and say, "Hey, there's a flexibility here. You can use it in a number of different ways." Uh, yep. And giving them some of those suggestions that you've already given. Yeah, I'll give you a couple examples of uh, customers and how they used it, and some of the things that they found out about when they used our platform. There is a company; it's probably our third customer. There is about 200 employees. And uh, there was a hurricane, and this company is located in Florida. And uh, they have the, the plans or the, the capabilities that they have turned on are uh, 
uh, sharing PTO, right? Um, they have giving and they have travel turned on so uh, their employees could use travel. When this hurricane happened, there was a lot of employees that were affected and and couldn't, you know, you know, their houses were flooded. Um, they were they they couldn't really, you know, when they used their PTO, they were just using it to survive. And the CEO took three weeks of his paid time off and gave it into a sharing pool so it could be dispersed to the employees. And what was incredible about this is those hours go in at the at the CEO's pay rate. And so when 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 the uh, rank and file of the employees accessed the, their hourly rate to get some more time, it actually helped a lot of his employees. And he didn't realize this when he was doing it, but rumor got out that he had done this and all the employees started to send him thank yous. And he, he called us up and he says, you know, I did not know how your platform was really going to affect the culture of our company. And what I did, I did not know what would happen, but now I feel like my employees are in the foxhole with me and they will do so much for me because I have, you know, done this for them. I've taken my time and given it to them. It was, it was incredible uh, to see that that happen. I love that. Why, why, uh, I mean, why aren't more companies doing this? Like what's the barrier? I guess that's the, the real question behind this is for benefits uh, administrators and people that run kind of total rewards and HR. What, what would they, what would, what possibly could, is the barrier for them to say no to this? Well, so I don't know if you're watching. So some of the companies that do go to unlimited, right They're they're uh, they make a lot of money. Right. They, right. when they go to unlimited, they're saving millions of dollars. Okay. Um, EY took all their employees and this is an accounting firm took all their employees to unlimited their employees, you know, said this is just awful, but, and they didn't pay the PTO out. They made $36 million and that $36 million went into the partner's pockets. <laughs> okay. So when you look at PTO, it's a cost. Right. I mean, there's a cost associated. Your in, your largest expense is your employees. Okay, for every business, your largest is expense. You know, if you look at paid time off, that's about six percent of your total uh, employee outlay. If you're looking at it from a compensation standpoint, so companies that are looking at this and saying, "Hey, it's a cost," um, and we don't want to do that because it's a cost. We're trying to reduce cost. Uh, we'll have a problem with it, right? They, they, they think that, oh my gosh, right now, and we know a number of very Fortune 100 companies, they make millions of dollars off the back of their employees not using the PTO and it being forfeited. And they actually budget for this. And, dark. and what I find <laughs> is interesting, William, is that when you dive into the details, it's the rank and file. It's the it's the rank and file that this these dollars are coming from. Right. One of the companies was it's their call centers, and we <laughs> we're like, hold on, you're making eighteen million dollars off the back of your call centers. These people don't make much money. They can barely afford you know an emergency of four hundred dollars. 
Um, and you're doing this to them for shareholders. It's, uh, it was really enlightening to me that corporations were doing that. Oh. Now, on the opposite end, William, we have customers that take care of their employees. And they look at this as, and they look at PTO as an earned wage. Right. And their employees should, should own it. They should be able to do something with it. And they're the ones that are coming to us and saying, this is phenomenal. Now I can really start designing a benefits package around an already budgeted benefit that we, we accrue and allow my employees to, um, to utilize it to support them. And, and that's, those are the companies we work with. Well, I think uh, I think those those companies, uh, innovative companies like that, are thinking about retention. They're thinking more mm-hmm. longer term. I think the companies that are thinking about how to actually uh, make money off of PTO are it's short sighted, right? And and that might work for a little while, uh, but at one point you wake up and you're like, I don't understand why we have a retention problem. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it isn't rocket science. Here's one of the reasons that we have a, a, a retention problem. And in the case of you said, like with call centers, this would be a wonderful way to retain people. Like, you know, it is like, like this is just this isn't I mean, what I what I love about what you've what you've built is, again, there's an elegance to it. And and, and again, it's a treatment of the earned wage like. This is something, it's not nebulous. It's not invisible. You know, if someone says it's four weeks of this, that actually is money. Now there's an associated cost with that. That's that, that then again, you can do something with it. We can do something tangible with it. I love it. What are, what are questions when you, when, when prospects are talking to you, what questions should they be asking you in terms of, because, you know, they might not, they know they, this. This is new to them. Maybe they have a PTO strategy. Maybe they. Maybe maybe it's an unlimited PTO or whatever. And you're talking to them. What 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 are the questions that you love hearing from prospects? Well, you know, our prospects when they come to us, first of all, they it, it, we're building a new category. This this benefit that we're providing is new, right? And so they want to understand the regulations around it because there are regulations. Right. We've spent you know, a lot of time on understanding the regulatory environment because PTO is a deferred comp, right? It, right. Sits, it sits on the books in a deferred modality. And so enable to use that, you need to understand how to use that so that you're meeting and you're compliant with all the IRS and labor law regulations. We have a number of attorneys across the country that we work with. Um, and have worked with before we even delivered this to our first customer. Okay. Um, we want to make sure that we're compliant in all 50 states. And so I think that's number one, right? Uh, prospects come to us and they want to understand how we're compliant. How does it work? The next thing they want to know is, you know, how do we do this in a cost effective manner? And just so you know, uh, my background's in accounting. That was my uh, major. I graduated in accounting. So I look at everything from a financial or fiscal uh, lens. And we work with CFOs and the CHROs in designing a, a benefit that is very cost effective across the board. And it allows our, our, our customers, we call it walk before you run, to 
you know, implement our platform, maybe turn on two plans. So maybe you just want to turn on giving and sharing to start. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and get it out to your employees. And, and so that the employees can now maybe take an hour of their time and give it to a nonprofit instead of taking cash out of their, out of their pocket. Okay. And, and then maybe later next year, you want to turn on 401k or HSA, the ability to take some of your PTO value and put it into your 401k for retirement or your HSA, or maybe even pay down student loans. And you can turn that on. And then maybe, you know, the year after, maybe you want to do kind of an emergency cash out plan, which is the ability for your employees to cash out some of their PTO in case of an emergency. Okay. Or we had a very large um, record company that we work with uh, this year. They came to us. They wanted to allow their employees to cash out a certain amount of hours uh, during the fourth quarter for Christmas so that they could allow their employees to garner some more dollars uh, to provide a better Christmas experience for them. Um, So all sorts of different ways that we can, you know, take our platform, turn on plans, we call them plans, and deliver uh, a cultural type um, benefit that helps you support what, what you as an organization want to support. And that way you understand your cost, and just what the expense is going to be um, over time. Okay. I, I absolutely love what you've built, Rob. It is <clears throat> both fascinating and, um, and I think really, really compelling for HR and benefits. And also, again, as we, as we look to kind of how we engage, how do we create a better workforce? How do we create kind of a, a new way of work? Uh, and in, in retain talent. This is just another, it's an arrow and a quiver. Uh, and it's right there. It's, I mean, what's great about it, it's, it's even, even though you are creating a new category, time off is not something, you know, completely new to people. It's just being the, the flexibility, giving people the flexibility back to the employee, giving them the flexibility to do with it uh, something uh, creative. I love that. I love what you've built yeah. and I appreciate your time today. No, I appreciate your time, William. It's, and, uh, uh, it's been wonderful to take the time and spend with you today. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the use case, use case podcast until next time. You've been listening to recruiting daily's use case podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com. dot